<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to the Young Money Podcast. My name is Diana Menezes. And I'm Vince Galanco. And yes, this is the Young Money Podcast, where we talk to young and young at heart entrepreneurs and amazing people. And we ask them how they got to where they are. Plus, we ask about the money. Yeah, we ask them the money question. <laughs> show me the money because it's not a it's not a common question that you ask. Like, how much can you make in your field? How much money do you make? Should I do the same thing so I can earn that much? So it's kind of hard. I think the only times we know are for the reg for the more more popular jobs, like the very globally. I don't want to say common, but the 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 jobs are everywhere. Like sort of like uh, if you're an accountant, maybe or a nurse, even though they, there's still unique things with that. But I think for those mm-hmm. jobs, because you see it in the ads, like yeah, how yeah, much yeah. the salary could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually they have a salary or they're being hired to do something. But in the case of our show, we're guessing those people that make it. And then they, right? Sometimes Some... they work for someone, but mainly they're actually making something that is above salary. Yes, or, or or sometimes it's unique jobs that yeah. may not have uh, an ad for it. Like you can earn this yeah. much if you do this. Or even with the regular jobs, sometimes there's a unique take to it that people might not know. Exactly. So so that's that's why we we talk. although it's not just about the money, it, I think it's a, yeah. it's good to know. <laughs> it's not just about the money. <laughs> so so that's why I'm excited because our guest he is one of the the top of the top in his industry. And it, it's a job that I feel like a lot of creative people want to get into. It, it's pretty much yeah. photo- it's photography. Especially in the Philippines. Yeah, especially in the Philippines because people here are so creative. Uh, yeah. But globally, it's just a very, quote unquote, it's a very useful and very sort of co- common job where a lot of people mm-hmm. want to do it and a lot of people do do it. But fortunately for us, our guest today, he is the top of the top. He's the, the uh, photographer of the stars. Like I feel yeah. like he's worked with every single big name star in the Philippines, right? I heard he's worked with Diana Meneses, so we worked I, I... together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> ever since I became me. <laughs> even when, um, even when I was just starting out as a blogger, I worked with him, and he was so easy to work with. I was a bit of a pain. I think he remembers this because because my name was uh spelled wrong, and I was trying to get it changed, and he had to get involved. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a pain, but yeah, my my name was spelled wrong. <laughs> Let me add to this, though, like he is someone who became successful before the social media and digitalized world was was a thing, which makes it really a skill. You know what I mean? Because like it's not like you were born taking pictures with your phone and stuff. And, you know, I think he was born taking pictures, though. No, I, I mean, think he had like, a camera. And the... <laughs> we didn't have those resources back then. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, we did have the. Skilled, yeah. But I don't know if he wants you to reveal reveal his age, Diana. You're you're like. I think that's <laughs> you just let I everyone know he's old. I didn't have a phone call, y'all. But anyway, let's bring him on. So here we go. Photographer of the stars, one of the top photographers in the Philippines, Nicolo Cosme. Oh my God! What uh, what a introduction. About <laughs> the introduction, because I think you're the first guest that we both know. Ah. Yeah. Most of the guests either I know, Diana hasn't met, or Diana knows I haven't met. So, and now we know you, so we get to talk about you. How special, (laughs) how how special special. Yes. Yeah, and it's really funny because you remember that, and I I remember that I misspelled your name. 
Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, <laughs> I, I felt so bad because because I was hoping the staff would just fix it, but for that whatever the, reason they couldn't, and yeah, you had to get involved. First, the guy. Yeah. That, was, that was the first time I actually met you, and I'm like, oh my god! But of course, that we misspelled the name, but uh, I, I remember it. I, I swear, I absolutely remember. I, I felt I felt shy too because I'm like, oh man, the boss had to get involved. <laughs> oh, but at least the good thing is we actually met because I would I probably I wouldn't have met you if we did if you if the name wasn't misspelled. That's true. That's true. You know, I mean, things happen for a reason. So um, these things, you know, it's funny because we we remember it. You know, and I think you won't, we will never forget. And I did learn from that. You know, being more mindful and being more specific with things because mm-hmm. names are very important you know mm-hmm. i mean if if you misspell my name also which is usually misspelled a lot of times it also it, yeah it also pisses me right, off yeah diana yeah and you yeah. also diana for sure yeah Always, absolutely even me the first few times i'm like is this spelled right <laughs> <laughs> Um, they say the name is the most important word in a person's vocabulary, their name. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you can absolutely. say any word and they won't it won't trigger anything. But you say their name, they look, they you know. Yeah. So, so Pronunciation mostly. and spelling yep, is, yep. is key. <laughs> I can hear my name a mile away. Joke. But like when people like, like they said my name, you know, in my mind, I talk to myself like <laughs> But Diana. Diana, can you can you uh, can you pinpoint if it's spelled differently when you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah, joke. <laughs> Some of it, guys. One minute, I have a door. Okay, no worries. But <laughs> as you, as you get your door, um, Nicolo. So I gave a very brief intro of you, which is just a very vague intro, which is you're one of the top photographers here. But maybe you could give our our listeners, our viewers, a little bit more feedback on. Like, you know what exactly you do yeah so i am a photographer and a creative director that's how i call myself and i'm also an advocate for hiv aids sexual health and uh so gsc so i have actually diversified into uh, sorry just for people not familiar please so gsc stands for yeah for sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression. So we champion that. That those are those are some of the things that I champion in life. I'm a part of it. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, Ayun, um, that's that's what I mainly do. Uh, advertising photography is my bread and butter. So that's what I have been doing for the past twenty years, um, and I have slowly evolved into venturing into the digital space. So a lot of the projects I do now is digital. So I also do videos on the side. So yeah. So talented. Very interesting times. Do you cook so- too? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. See, all talents are there. <laughs> so before the show ends, let's let's try to remember to get back to in case people want to also get become a part of those advocacies you're part of. Let's let's be sure to get back to that. Uh, but yeah, the sure. first thing is, let's talk about your bread and butter. And the main thing with our show is your photography. Uh, can I ask you, how did you get started in that? You know, it's funny because I I actually got into photography at a very young age. Siguro mga six years old. Oh. Super young. Super young. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, because my dad taught me how to use the the film camera. Okay. And then he asked me what I wanted for my birthday. 
at seven years old and I asked for a camera. So I got nice. my first camera at seven years old. Sorry. Like burp ako, sorry. Go ahead. And then I started exploring digital photography after college and I realized that it was something that I was quite fond of. And I felt that it was a sustainable thing for me to do because, you know, when you love something, when you're passionate about something, you just keep on going, right? It won't necessarily tire you, you know? Or you might get tired from time to time, but you will eventually get back at it because it's a passion. So I realized that if your work is your passion, then it would be something quite interesting and it will be sustainable for you. You just need to find uh, the, the balance between passion and monetizing it, right? Because sometimes your passion doesn't always translate to monetizing it, right? Yeah. So my, my parents were not very uh, approved of that. They weren't approving of it. They thought it was uh, not a sustainable job. But I think that drove me to push myself harder to prove to them that this is something that I definitely can do as a living, you know, as, as my full-time job. So I was uh, balancing a variety of different jobs in 2001 until 2006. So I was doing, I, I, I worked for Magic 89.9, I worked for GMA7, I worked for Saga Events, I worked for other things. I've done so many things and I felt like I was a jack of all trades, you know, <laughs> master of none because I was doing all sorts of things, no? But 2006 was when I got offered my first billboard for a, for, for, for a fashion line and that was the time when I realized that I think I'm ready to focus on one thing. And I think I've mastered so many things and I've all, I was also able to flesh out so many opportunities from these different jobs, you know, because I met people from Magic 89.9, I met, I met celebrities from GMA7, I met models from Saga Events. All of these things played a huge part in my photography eventually. And so I realized, okay, I'm ready to let go of all of these other things and focus on photography. So that's what I did in 2006. Um, from that one break, so that's why I believe that opportunities and breaks, when they come, you have to grab it, you know, grab it and harness it and make use of it, you know. So that was, that's pretty much the journey that I, uh, the, the beginning of my photography career. So 2006 onwards was my main photography life as, you know, a, a photographer. What were you doing at these jobs? Uh, were you a photographer for GMA, for Magic, no, etc.? No, no. So, well... Magic was a short stint when I did um, news on the side. So I did news reporting. I was part of the campus patrollers, but during that time, I was like graduate na ako eh, So hindi ako technically part nun. So I did I did several jobs with them, even for events, their events. And then Jamie 7 I was a writer for comedy. And I was also a segment producer for a talk show. Um, Saga Events, I was a pr production manager for assistant production manager for several of their events. I guess I'm trying to understand because for our listeners, viewers, who, who might want to be photographers as well, how, how did you get the break? Because it's you won't just, I mean, if you haven't done photography, you're not just going to randomly get a call, hey, can you do a billboard? So mm -hmm. how did what, what did you do that led to that? You were doing some photography on the side or what was it? Yeah, interesting question. Well, I, I was doing photography since 2001. Um, okay. 
alongside the other jobs that I was doing. And I was slowly building my portfolio um, by, with friends. So I had a lot of friends who were models and who would ask me to take their pictures. I remember the first time I was ever paid for a photo shoot, it was 1,000 pesos. Wow. 1,000 pesos. Shoot all you can, edit all you can. <laughs> wow. That was the first time because I was starting and I didn't yeah. have my own camera lens. I was borrowing cameras from my cousin because the camera wow. that I had then was not professional enough. But my cousin had a professional, more professional camera that I had borrowed for three years. So for three years, I was just borrowing cameras, 2001, 2002, 2003. So I joined a photo contest, the first photo contest ever in my entire life. And it was sponsored by Giftgate and Fuji. So if oh you remember, God. oh, tagal na yung ano, di ba? Is Giftgate, Giftgate still around? I'm not really sure, actually. But <laughs> for, for, for our listeners who don't know what Giftgate is, it's a shop in the mall. That, that houses Sanrio products, meaning Hello Kitty, Sashi Kibuta, Kero Keropi. <laughs> and it, then it, Swatch it had a lot of random things, land, random yeah. little gifts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't from what I heard, I wasn't, I wasn't born yet then, but from what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so I joined that photo contest and uh, I told myself that I sh- I, if I'm going to join, I have to win. <laughs> Ganun akong ka, ka, ano nun, ka, ka na parang, mm. I have if I'm gonna join I have to win if I'm not if I'm not gonna win I'm not gonna join so parang kind of ano, odd motivation I guess so anyway I submitted a variety of different pictures of my cousins with Hello Kitty ganyan ganyan but anyway to cut it short <laughs> I realized eventually na parang parang hindi competitive yung mga pinagsasubmit ko diba? so I feel like I don't think that's competitive enough and I saw a submission of a photo of the former president, Cory Aquino, wearing a Swatch watch. And I told myself, how do I compete with, you know, a photograph of Cory Aquino, you know? So I had this funny idea of shooting Ate Glow. I don't know if you know, if you remember Ate Glow. She used to be the impersonator of Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. She's, okay. you know, a really super funny comedian. Anyway, so I took her I photo know. together with the locati. Uh, with, the, with, the, with the mole also, because Gloria has a mole. Anyway, so it, it won the People's <laughs> Choice Awards. And then, so, I was able to buy my first camera from that winning. Ayun, so that's how, that's how I got my first camera in 2003. Ayun. And then I, I joined the, the, the next year's competition, and I won fourth place. And then the following year, which is the third year, my third chance, my third try, I won first prize now. So I, I felt like it was gearing towards that. And it was also an affirmation of, you know, me being a photographer, photographer. And also, I think, in a way, that also gave some pride to my parents. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I told you before, they weren't very supportive of my career as a photographer. I but winning that. something, you know, <laughs> being able to give them a trophy and, you know, I get to be on the newspaper and et cetera like that. That made them really proud. So, yeah. Hi there, my name is Laika Maravilla. Has anyone ever called you a try hard? Is trying hard a bad thing or a good thing? Let's talk about that in the Trying Hard with Laika Maravilla podcast, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm, I feel like that's not even rebellious. I feel like that's just follow your passion. But the problem yeah. is that yeah. back in no, the day, my yeah. thought of like yes, <laughs> yes. yeah, you know, you, you shouldn't do out of revenge. <laughs> I, I'm not sure for the younger generation today with social media where parents get to see all these unique jobs. Parents are familiar with gamers, influencers. But back in the day, if you weren't a nurse or uh, a doctor, a lawyer, mm. parents thought you were just throwing your life away, right? Exactly. exactly. So even photography, <laughs> something that's a completely legitimate job today. I mean, mm. back in the day, parents would have thought, even maybe today, some parents might still think that, oh, yeah. you're throwing your life away, right? There were lesser people then who had ventured into photography um, during my time. Most especially, digital photography was uh, an expensive um, thing to get into. Uh, more so for a career because you need to get all your equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, I managed. I managed naman. <laughs> I'm still yeah, here. So. If it's your passion, yeah, definitely manage. Yeah. He's amazing at it. He helped me with my portfolio as well when I was starting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That's time. awesome. Yeah. Revealing sure our age. Sure, he helped a lot of models. Right, Migo? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, so, 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 so nowadays, Nicolo, what's keeping you busy nowadays? Well, there's, um, you know, funny, 2020 supposed to be um, a very rough time for all of us but i managed to secure several accounts that would pay me a monthly retainer fee so it's not a lot but if you put them all together it's quite sustainable so that's what i have been uh working on and, and being busy with uh for the past months for the past year yeah so it's been an interesting year and i've, I've mentioned earlier i have um I have diversified and have moved forward to the digital uh, space. So a lot of the projects I do now are all digital. Apart from that, I do find myself quite busy with the organization that I established in 2011, which is called The Red Whistle, uh, which Diana and you have been part of uh, the past many years. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, it's a, it's a human rights volunteer organization focusing on, and I mentioned this pala earlier, you know, on HIV and AIDS mainly. So a lot of our projects gears towards the youth. So a lot of our projects are, are catering to the youth and uh, the working class. I have a question. Go ahead, Dee. I think recently, bago mag not recently, bago mag pandemic, you went to Brazil or you went abroad for photography as well? Oh, yeah, but I didn't go to Brazil. I, 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 I was traveling some parts of the world. Yeah, I was in, around Asia and I was in Europe. Um, I, was, I was supposed to do this project called Become, which is a collection of 100 portraits of children from all over the world and what they want to become in life. Um, so that was, that was my dream project. Uh, still is, but, you know, mm -hmm. it, got, it got caught... I uh, got cut off because of the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, so that's being uh, sideswept for now, figuring out how I'm supposed to put it together again or come up with something uh, something new, basing from that. Because I've already produced a part of it, mm -hmm. although I haven't finished it yet. So. That's really nice. <laughs> it's okay. It's um, really so nice. <laughs> We're, we're talking about uh, advocacy. So what other, uh, the Red Whistle, maybe we could uh, give our listeners a little bit more about that and the other things you mentioned earlier. 
Yeah, yeah. The Red Whistle I mentioned is a it's a human rights volunteer program. So uh, we focus on HIV AIDS, LGBT rights, for example, mental health. Uh, and this so we is produce, to focus on awareness for them. Yeah, awareness. So we produce a lot of contents, write-ups, articles, videos. And we have just recently launched our podcast. So that's quite interesting. So nice. Also. I saw that. It's a, it's a, you know, I told you, you know, we, we definitely be able to explore all the possible venues for people yes. to, you know, get connected and to educate people. You know? So podcast is something very new for me. So yeah, we've just launched our first episode. So uh, in, invite invite our listeners. What, yeah. What's the name of the podcast? Where can they pick it up? Yeah, you can you can check it out on Spotify and search "Blow the Red Whistle." So it's called "Blow." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find it so interesting, Nicolo, because well, I'm not used to calling Nicolo Nico. <laughs> I call him Nico. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, like from the Amiga, Amigo, we cut the A. Now it's yeah. Nico and Amiga. Yeah. But that's just like when it's me and Nicolo. So. So, Migo, you know, like people are craving for that long conversation that they don't have, especially mm. now that they've been home. Of course, podcasts, they have been around for a very long time, but especially now, one of the latest, like, I mean, not the latest, but one of the the most uh, time spent you can have is actually watching a podcast, right? Because if you're watching mm. anything else, your attention just goes away. But when you're, like, fascinated about a group of people or a couple of people just having a conversation that actually adds value to your life it's just so hmm. but everybody craves for it so i think you're on the right path this awesome. is good saying that to everybody yeah Thanks thank for you <laughs> yeah, they, they oh, really okay. likes podcasts that's all she watches nowadays yeah <laughs> take notes yeah learn about oh. health, like, neuroscience research and stuff yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving yeah. like a hermit. <laughs> uh, so, so um, let, me, let, let me bring us back to the listeners who might want to get into photography. Yes. What do you suggest are the steps they take if they're in college, if they're in high school, or if they're a young one out there and they want to get into photography? Uh, I, I know, I know sim- we already shared steps where you didn't even have your own camera and mm. you found ways to just borrow. Uh, mm. But for... For, yeah, for, can you give us more advice? Like, how can they, they get their name out there? How can they get yeah. started? Is it easier now than digital? You are, Good question. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to actually say the same thing, you know. This generation is quite lucky because the access to photography is super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have mobile phones now with cameras, right? We didn't have that then, you know, until yeah, until that's what I was saying. <laughs> until two thousand and two thousand and four, I think, when the first Nokia phone with the camera came out. I think that was called six to seven fifty. Am I right? Am I, anyway, so there's a either way, yeah. <laughs> I honestly, when that came out, I thought, oh my god, this is the future. You know, who would have thought that you could have a camera on a phone? On your hand um, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think that was a 2-megapixel camera or a 5-megapixel camera. Super. Oh yeah, it was... Uh, but but that was back then, back then, that was the future. No, that was impressive. So going back, I think that the young generation now is very lucky because access now is quite very accessible. If you have a phone with a camera, which I'm sure you do, you can practice with it. You know, the framing, the lighting, everything is accessible to you. All you have to do is to find the the right subject, the right moment, and capture it. So practice makes perfect. 
you you can either go to school for it. Uh, there are workshops available. YouTube is also available. A lot of people are self-taught also, you know. So I myself is self-taught with the uh, photo editing. So I didn't go to school for that because we didn't have that in school back then. What I did was I just collected all, I built my portfolio. So that, that's key. Building your portfolio is key. Diversifying your portfolio so that your client, future clients can see a, a wide variety of uh, works. So if they're looking for food photography, and if you have it, then great. If they're looking for portraits, casual, uh, professional portraits, you have it. And if you have it, that's great, right? So interior shots of hotels and um, architectures, if you have it, that's great. So having like a wide variety of uh, materials for your portfolio is key. It's, 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 it's pivotal. It's, it's uh, important. So if you have that, and if you don't have that created, uh, take your time. Also be able to screen out for, uh, photos that you think are not the best, you know, because your portfolio has to be the best of the best, right? So if, if one photo you, uh, makes you realize that, ah, you know, this could have been done better, don't include it. Mm. Your, your portfolio doesn't have to be screaming in numbers. It has to be screaming in quality, you know? So yeah, so that that that's one tip that I can give if you are if you're planning to start up a business in photography, portfolio is very important, especially if you don't have a name yet, no, because you need to be able to get your name out there. Um, there are a lot of platforms right now to get your word or your name out there. Instagram. I was going to ask you how to get yeah. clients for them. You know, Instagram is is it's it, it's the main to me, huh, the main way to get your word or name out there. Um, Curate your works on Instagram. That is something that you can, you know, just show if you don't have a website yet. You know, if you have time now and money, you can create your professional website. That will always, always count. But between Instagram and website, eto ha, what if you have a website as ang pangat naman ng work mo, di ba? So it doesn't make sense, right? So if you have really beautiful works, but it's just on Instagram, that's still great, you know? So... Um, these are things that you can eventually and definitely do. I, I feel like it's even it's even more dis, uh, discoverable on social media like Instagram. Mm. Uh, for website, they could probably just start out just a static. There are free sites: WordPress, blog, uh, and was it is it Blogger.com? I I I've I've uh, I have uh, found a, a, a platform that's actually free. It's Google Pages. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually free. So if you, if you guys are looking into creating a website for yourself, um, you can check out Google Pages. It's for free. There you go. Diana, you have a question? Yeah. Uh, how do how do they start to price themselves? How do they know like, okay, this is how much I'm going to price this? Because siempre they're starting for long. Hmm. Um. You know, when I first started with photography, I didn't have any clue about these things. That was definitely something that was ah, um, difficult, you know, super difficult. Because yeah. who do I ask? Is there a book to go to? to read, uh, you evaluate prices? yourself. Is there a website to check if uh, how to price photography works? There was none. So I started with guessing and I started with asking people, na lang, you know, like, some friends who are doing the same things but sila din, they don't know also so 
there's no there's there's no central ano kasi system in terms of photography we have tried to attempt doing that before with Raymond Isaac and other photographers you know we tried to come up with something that can centralize pricing for example and technicalities for example on, on payment schemes and all that stuff but that didn't oh, quite push through device. It's nice to remind everyone who would like to be a photographer. Sometimes you don't get your money right. Eh, <laughs> sir. Yes, so, 100%. Please tell them. I will, I, I, will, I will tell that in a bit. <laughs> so for pricing, right now, you pri- uh, ito yung ano, sa Philippines. Okay, Philippines. The Wait, is this photog- show me the money na? Yes, it's, it, you asked <laughs> him to show yeah. us the money already. Well, it's all good. It's all good. So yeah. yeah. So okay, it's our segment where we ask you the... Ah, no, 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 no. It, this is, it's all good. <laughs> I, they either wanted to, to see the money right away. Yeah, I, I was just saying, like, for example, if I'm starting and I don't have a portfolio at first hmm. time, how much do I should, should I expect yep. if I'm going yeah, so, to... No, 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 no. It's all good. So, yeah, Nicola, please show, show us the money. money. <laughs> Tell us about the money. Sure. Okay. So, Philippines, we charge by the layouts. Okay, mm. so for those of you who don't know what that means, it means a layout is basically a setup or a change of clothes. Does that make sense? So if I'm shooting a model, for example, wearing a red gown in this particular lighting, that's one layout. But if she changes her outfit to another outfit, that's considered another layout. So or if the, the set mo- also? Yeah, okay. if the set, forget it, if she's wearing red gown, uh-huh. But we change the background, we change the lighting. That's another, that's another layout. layout. So every time you change something, mm-hmm. it's called a layout. But sometimes mm-hmm. clients get away with using the word option. So they say, can we have this as an option? <laughs> Just holding a bag. <laughs> okay, after that, can we have this as an option holding another bag? Ako parang, ah, mo na ako, ba? Ibang layout na yan, so in the Philippines, the in the Philippines, we charge per layout. In on, in other countries, they charge by the hour. You you, you just yeah. gave also ideas to clients mm. watching now. Like I never tried that before. Yeah, but I'll do that option now. <laughs> but it's it's it it's not it's not a customary uh, practice to charge per hour in the Philippines. So major weird yon for the clients to hear mm. that they're gonna charge per hour. Although, if you ask me, I like per hour better because it makes your job faster. Because everyone will be rushing to finish, especially mm-hmm. the clients. So the clients here, they're so petics, they're so relaxed, you know. Mm-hmm. If it takes 24 hours, they don't care because they're paying you per, per layout, you know. So walang, walang, walang feeling of rushing things and, you know, wala because you're, they're paid by, by, by the layouts. And they just sit so back he, all day. Uh, so here, depending yung per layout rate, no? So pwede siya smaller lang, pwede bigger. Depending on where the photos are gonna be used. If the photos are just for personal use, kunare si Diana, feeling lang niya, she's pretty today, she wants to get her photos done. And just for her personal Instagram page or whatever she wants it printed. It can range between siguro 3,000 pesos to 5,000 pesos per layout. Per layout. Tapos, better yan, you charge a minimum. So for example, Diana cannot book me for just one layout. So she'll have to book me, my, in my ano, opinion, three minimum layouts. So that will secure me 15,000 pesos, for example, plus the studio, 
plus the makeup artist, plus everything else, meals, transportation, etc. So you have to put that all in consideration because the per layout is just for you as a photographer, photographer. and for your talent, right? So if it's for advertising, if it's for a billboard, if it's for a print ad, if it's for a digital um, campaign, whatever, the, the price range can go from anywhere between 5,000, 8,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 per layout, depending on the setup, depending on the requirements, etc. Now, if, for example, the client only needs one layout, you have to charge more. So the more layouts they put in, you can give a discount. So that's how I uh, that's how I price. And sometimes I prefer giving more services than cutting off the, the cost. So they ask for a discount. Oh, Nicolo, we cannot, uh, can we lower the 30,000 for three layouts? I usually say, oh, can we just, can you just, can I just charge 30,000? I'll give you five layouts. You know, because, you know, that's additional service, but you're going to be paid the same. So sometimes I go that way. Hello, people of the earth. This is Red, host of Bago Matulog with Red Olguero, wherein I don't use this voice. It's actually a late night show podcast. My guests are people who are very passionate about what they do, and we talk about that. So check it out on Spotify or wherever you hear your podcasts. Just search Bago Matulog with Red Olguero. So it's mostly yeah. on layout. Uh huh. Yeah. Is is there such a thing as photography without layout? I I I'm totally making this up. I don't know, but is there a thing of <laughs> photography without layout? Where let's say I just need, let's say I'm a company. I need some pictures of, I don't know, of pets, and of I, I don't want of pets. I I I I'm a I'm a dog food company, mm. and I know a photographer. I'm like, hey, uh, kayo na bahala magshoot. I just need five different dogs pictures. Uh, is that is there something like that where you just send me photos that I need? Yeah, you know it depends on the relationship and the arrangement between you and your client. No? So you can just say, okay, I'll just charge you this much and then I'll give you this. You know, pwede okay. ganon. Meron din tawag na day rate. So day rate is when they pay you in a certain amount and then they'll expect you to shoot in for eight hours. So you can charge maybe seventy-five thousand to a hundred thousand for a day rate. So they can take you anywhere, and wala nang bilangan ng ano yan, ng uh, layouts. Wala. Unlimited layouts. Parang okay. ganon. <laughs> but 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 I, these layouts and these day rates, I feel like this is for more uh, mid-level or advanced photographers. Mm. If if it's gonna be one of your first or your very first gig what do you think will be the first gig of most photographers uh what, what is well, fair for them to do yeah well, like like what i said you know i charge one thousand for a shoot all you can edit all you can back in the days right uh-huh. i mean you can you can gauge naman your capabilities and your um willingness to work right and when you have to charge a certain amount just for a certain period of time, for example, I know someone, and this is, I'm just going to share. When I was in Shargao, I told myself that, you know, I've never actually hired a photographer to shoot me. And I thought, okay, it would be an interesting thing to do. So I actually hired someone. I just met there. He's really super okay. good, super good. 
and he charged me per hour um, for two hours. And, you know, that was a, a really nice, quick, fun shoot. So, walang bilangan ng layouts yon. But because okay. I think that's his practice because he's from Canada. So, okay. I think that's his practice per hour. But, you know, he charged me a really good rate and um, I couldn't really say no to it. And it was a great experience. Nice. Okay. H- have you ever done X deals when you were younger, when you were just starting Ooh. out? Is that a thing photographers should should do when yeah. they're when they're still building their portfolio? X deals are <laughs> part of our industry. Part of our industry. It is. It is. I, I have been, been once once you get to a certain been, level. Yeah, I have been paid with food. I have been paid with <laughs> perfume. I've okay. been paid with all sorts of things. So, okay. <laughs> um, lang yung, this is my tip for. X deals. To me, I will only entertain an X deal if I have reached a specific amount or quota for a month. For, yeah. for advance and, and mid-level. But as a beginner, I think, don't you think as you should a just beginner, As a beginner, you, I mean, I always ask this question, is it worth it? Is it yeah. going to benefit me? So, yon. So those are the questions I ask. So, kunare, lumapit si friend. Oh, friend ko naman siya, de ba? Worth yeah. it ba to? Yes, siguro worth it. Siya. Magagamit ko ba to sa portfolio ko? And I, if I think so, then yeah, I'll do it. But you don't just want, kasi for people to just assume that you're the ex deal person, you know. So okay. even my the tip to me, kasi then was that never sell yourself too short because it's going to be difficult for you to put your market higher because people will eventually know you as that 1,000 peso photographer and you don't want that, right? So, okay. siguro very few big uh, parts in your um, first journey as a photographer, siguro you can explore a little bit of excuse here and there, but then always better to start pricing. Um, it's also better to put value in your work. So, for example... Um, Diana commissions me X deal down. I'm still gonna send her an amount. So, nyare, Miga, this will cost 15000 if you're gonna pay me. So, I'm also gonna ask for the same amount in return in terms of the goods that she's gonna give me. You know? So, parang there's that uh, balance in, in the X deal, X dealing, whatever you call that. <laughs> that exchange. Yeah, that exchange, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, Diana, do you have any more questions before your summary? I think I think oh, Diana. Okay. Diana asked the question about the payments not being ah, like, um, so when you long. Ah, started to hit the billboard, right? Like, how? Yeah. What should they expect? Like, let's say they got a campaign and then they're super excited. as a model, I got a Versace fashion show, and my, one of my first jobs. And then when I got there, Malikala. It wasn't huh? me who just got it. Oh yeah. my god! But it was like yeah, and then they sent like five models na nagkamali sila. But we really did the the casting and everything. I was like celebrating. We were all celebrating. The agency was so happy. Mm. And then they wanted people that was five ten and above, and I'm five seven, so I'm short. So and I was like, I'm I was so happy. Like that's a big brand. So they also pay a little bit better, even though it's just a fashion show. Plus mm. you get that. Okay, I have this experience, so I have this to care with myself. 
So if, if a person is a photographer and he's starting or she's starting and then they get a big brand and then they're like, oh, but I'm starting. How do, how do I charge these people? How, how does that happen? That shift from the beginning and then get a big time something and then you have to price them. And it's a big project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did that happen? Um, well, there was definitely a lot of haggling. <laughs> <laughs> because they, yeah, because they had because I was new and I was charging mm -hmm. a certain amount, which I had consulted my friend about uh, the price. No, yeah. So that time I had a mentor who would tell me how much I be, should be charging. Uh, so that amount that I actually received was a haggled price. But to me, that was already very good because I was able to move out of. Sorry, our, I didn't hear. What did you say? I, I was able to move out of my parents that time. So oh, nice. I was able to get my own uh, no, apartment. So that was really awesome. Yeah. Came in the plane then right away. Right. <laughs> but I wanted yeah. to I wanted to, to share then how, how some companies take so long to pay. Um, yeah. Sometimes it takes uh, a month, two months, three months. The I, longest... I have some years. <laughs> yeah. Not photography, oh. but you know. Yeah. But for me, unfortunately, I, I don't want to sue them. Other than mm -hmm. Kulitin, because I mean, because it, especially if they're big, well, it doesn't matter because they're gonna, they might just not work with you again. So for us, right. we've just been very patient with them. Na lang, uh, mm -hmm. for the most part, uh, there were smaller companies that we did have to threaten with, uh, with um, lawyers, mm -hmm. but because years na talaga. Uh, but Crazy. other than that, for the most part, we just try to be patient. For you guys, for because for individuals, for photographers, how paano yun? What do you suggest? Yeah. Plano you know, magazines uh, usually pay. I'm not sure if they changed now because I stopped shooting for magazines. But back in the days, back during my time, they would pay a month after the magazine has been released. And usually they shoot the magazine way in advance, right? So mm. if I shoot that magazine on December, and if it comes out in February, I will be, pay in, I will be paid in March pa. Oh my god. Right? Yeah. So you actually wait that long. It's super long, right? So so magazines take forever to pay. Advertising agencies also take so much uh, so long to pay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yung mga maliliit na companies, yun yung mga they pay uh, mm. after. And it's called pay after. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm so happy when it's pay after because uh -huh. you know, you do your job, you get paid, and you go home. You know, exactly. Happy. How exposed, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vince. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me again, we're just patient with that. But uh, do you have any other last-minute questions, Diana? Before the before you give your summary. I'm not long. Uh, no, I'll give my summary. Do you have? Yeah, let's let's give your summary now. Uh, yeah, because we're we as I expected, we're past the 40-minute mark. Because <laughs> uh, Nicholas, fun to talk with. <laughs> So for anyone, nagkakatotok lang po kayo dito sa Young Money Podcast. We're speaking with Nicola Cosme. I don't need to introduce Nicola Cosme. <laughs> you guys know who he is already. <laughs> but he's amazing and he's sharing with us how he started. And if you guys wanted to be a photographer one day, uh, he shared with us that, you know, it's really primarily his passion. And uh, he started at, well, practicing as young as six years old. He's his Dad was able to uh, provide him a camera and everything. And uh, yeah, he did almost everything from radio to TV stations. And then uh, Sata is actually a event company, right? 
Yeah. Everything, no, everything. He tried everything. And when it's your passion, never give up on it. Because he was given an opportunity and he believes that opportunities are like really, really important. Because if you just like, just say yes to things, amazing things could turn out from the mm. yes that you said, instead of like just being like focused on your own thing. Like Pat is so polite today, jumping here <laughs> on, the, on the table. But yeah, guys, so um, what else can I tell? Okay, now. Be mindful also that when you're a photographer, don't expect to get paid right away because <laughs> it doesn't happen all often that way unless you have like some unique clients. But also start small and start slow. You know, do a lot for your career, but you know, be mindful that there are a lot of people that you can actually learn from. And um, what else? Yeah, uh, build your portfolio diversify do everything not just fashion not just like cosplay not just like the thing that you like only because you don't know your clients anybody could be your client so yeah so basically that's what i got from nicolo if i want to start being a photographer if i'm watching right now so i hope i represented you a little bit well <laughs> there's way way more than that <laughs> watch the whole thing to catch what nicolo said to us today and um thank you amigo Thank wow, you thank you so much for that beautiful summary. <laughs> and Nicola, the, uh, before we head out, you have one last piece of advice for, uh, yeah. for listeners or viewers right now. You know, uh, I've said it earlier, passion uh, is sustainable when you're able to mix it together with monetizing your passion. And it's not bad to monetize your passion, right? Because at the end of the day, we need to put food on the table. So... Uh, if you haven't found your passion yet, find it because it's very important to celebrate it and to live with it. It will sustain us if you're, if you're able to find the balance between your passion and um, business. I'm going to this monetize your passion when I post it. Yeah, it's, it's not bad because some people think it's bad, no? But I'm like, no, because yeah, we need to live, right? And people should stop thinking that art is free. You know, people always think, nah, you know, it's a, he's an artist, he can do it for free. No, there's always, there's value in time. There's value in talent. So cultivate the talent and dream big, nurture your dreams, and make them into reality. Nice. There you go. And in case people want to find out more about you or see your works or, or get you as a photographer, please please share with us your, your, yes. your info. You can visit my website to know more about my work at nicolocosme.com and Nicola is spelled with a double C. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, um, TikTok, Kumu, and Laika. Nice. <laughs> we have a Kumu special next week. Yeah, on December 1. Yeah, so please uh, follow my socials at nicolocosme. Uh, again, Nicolo is spelled with double C. You can also check out the Red Whistle and Headshot Clinic, which are projects that I spearheaded. And I want to thank also Unwind for letting me stay here and do my podcast interview with you guys. There you go. Thank you so much, Nicolo. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, one of the top photographers and the photographer of the stars here in Manila, here in the Philippines, Nicolo Osme. Thank you so much for being part of our show. Really, rich cheers. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. So again, my name is Vince Galanco, together with. <laughs> uh, 
And this is the Young Money Podcast. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>